Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. Today I am going to talk about how we become what we once were. We were all blissful immortals at one point. We read about it in Genesis, Adam and Eve. They were blissful immortals till something happened. They were fallen. Yes. So you see the origin of the fallen wisdom. It's wisdom gained by having fallen and looking back and seeing where we went wrong even in the beginning. Now there's some nutritional aspects to it. But there's also a lot of mental aspects, and I've been teaching mostly the mental aspects, a little bit of the nutrition. But the mental one is keeping yourself in your favorite memory, breathing very deeply as much as you can, realizing that if you're feeling anxiety, it's because you're holding your breath. And then that makes you hold your breath. And then that makes you think negative thoughts. And that makes you hold your breath more. So pretty soon, you feel like you're about to explode because you're suffocating under the negative emotions, feelings. Now, at the root cause of all bad feelings and bad thoughts are bad emotions. And I've been always trying to figure out where these emotions were coming from, how to get above them, how to be in an even keel that's not always feeling these horrible pangs of guilt or horrible um, uh, feelings of sadness Empathy. Sometimes your empathy can just go overboard. And sometimes you just are such an empath that you're feeling all the pain of the world. The world is right now is in a shitty, fucked up place. But it's because you are. Get yourself straight. Then the world changes. See, you are the center of the universe. What happens inside of you, if there's a war going inside of you, there will be a war out there that you're looking at, that you're reading about in the paper. So you have to settle this war. You have to settle it down. Even keel yourself. You want to be in a situation where you're feeling not huge emotional swings. When, you, when you're somebody who gets depressed a lot, you become addicted to becoming like ultra blissful, ultra happy, and like drugged out happy. Because you're, it's in contrast to how you usually feel if you're depressed. But if you're somebody who feels kind of good most of the time, you're, and you, that's fine. That's the best way to be without a lot of swinging. And there's only up from there. There's not a lot of going down from there. If you can remain on an even keel, but how do you do it? Yes, you can be very disciplined about Only remembering your best moments. Don't let your mind drift off. Breathe in a lot of oxygen. All these things help. But the main culprit I've really discovered, and I'm surprised I didn't really live by it, was the blood sugar level. Yeah, it's like... If your blood sugar is fluctuating a lot, mapped on your mood. So when you have a certain level of blood sugar, you're going to be feeling pretty good, maybe a little happy, maybe a little happier than usual. 
But then it starts to ebb down. That's where the cynicism starts to come in. That's where the self-doubt, the guilt, all the things that you thought, all the things that you thought you should have done, all the, the bad things you did, your bad memories, your failures, your regrets. That's, it's almost always corresponds with low blood sugar. Now, a good way to, a good thing to do is like, if you start having those kind of thoughts, is just sleep them off. Don't let yourself have them. Don't take drugs to try to get rid of them. Just sleep because they're also an indication of fatigue. But fatigue and low blood sugar have very similar properties. And sometimes low blood sugar is fatigue. Now, of course, what's the solution to people who have low blood sugar? Oh, I'm going to get a, a candy bar. Or I'm going to get one of these energy bars, these newfangled things that taste like candy and yet have zero sugar. You'll see it says zero sugar. And you're like, wow, I, I can eat this candy bar now? And I don't, I don't think you can get away with it. But there's other things. Let's just put it this way. They put something else in those bars that swing your sugar anyway. So whether there's sugar in it or some other kind of substance that just makes your blood sugar go up. And there's a lot of different foods that do that. Now, mainly foods that are nutrient rich and not really starchy, those tend to keep your blood at a pretty even sugar level after digestion. There's no like crash and burn with those. You eat like a bunch of ice cream, that's all you kind of eat on an empty stomach, you're going to crash kind of hard in a few hours. It's just, it's just your... It's, but before you do crash, I guarantee you you're going to have some emotional moments. Maybe you might even cry a little. You might think back on some horrible, sad memory of yours and just dwell upon it. That's it's time to recognize that. It's low blood sugar. Now, you can completely free yourself of the vicissitudes of riding this emotional roller coaster up and down, taking all kinds of things to try to quell it. You know, people are taking painkillers by the handful just to avoid these mood swings that they have. And they're not even thinking about, oh, maybe I, sh you know, when I ate that muffin in the morning, <laughs> now every time at two o'clock, I want to commit suicide. And I don't know why. It's always low blood sugar. Most, I'd say 99% of all suicides, low blood sugar. A they were a candy bar away from not doing it. It's pretty fucked up. Of course, that candy bar would have sent them right back to the noose afterward. So there's probably many candy bars in between. But it's also eating. Eating has become a way to quell the mood swings that eating causes, which is pretty funny. So people get, when they get depressed, they eat. But really, they're saying, when I get low blood sugar, I eat. Because depression is low blood sugar. <laughs> like, why didn't I, I didn't, I didn't realize this. I was just like, why do I feel this way? I got to do something. Like, oh, man. You start thinking about your life in a way that's like, you're just like, so critical, but yet so hopeless. You know, it's just like everything's fucked. You can't do anything right. You're just going to die. Blah. Those kind of thoughts 
real cynical thoughts, resigning to bullshit, weak thoughts, weak, weak, weak thoughts, all low blood sugar. It's not your fault. It's not you. It's your failure to eat right. So, Master Mike Trojan, <laughs> what do you what should I eat every day? You know, people are like, oh, come up with a diet plan. Let's come up with recipe. You don't need any of that. You know what you can eat, what you can't. What's a what's a good rule of thumb? If the food is going to digest you, or are you going to digest the food? That's right. Is the food going to digest you? Which is what empty food does. Anytime you eat potato chips, some rice, piece of bread, pizza, an empanada, you're, in order for your body to process that object, it kind of has to borrow some vitamins from your own body because the vitamins ain't there. They're, it's it's vitamless food stuff. And it's been very useful to feed the masses. Give them bread. Let them eat the bread. Because they can make tons of bread. But when they eat the bread, the man, you know, and there's in the Bible, it says man cannot live on bread alone. And everyone takes that to mean, oh, no, he must have spirit as well. No, he must have real food. Because bread ain't food. Bread is an eraser. Bread is a a vitamin sponge. (laughs) So if you want to if you want to spun some vitamins from your body, from your muscles, from your bones, eat some bread. Eat some sugar. Eat anything that spikes that blood sugar. Ironically, it's like it, it goes hand in hand. The spiking of the blood sugar is a, a process that creates havoc in your body. It's not just the blood sugar. It sends all kinds of signals around. It forces your body to make decisions about where to store energy. And most of the time, it just gets stored into the fat, the fat of your body. And you just keep accumulating it. Now, it's very easy to just think about that. So you know that anything that has majority of bread (laughs) is going to be majority non-nutritious and therefore deleterious to your health. So you can can get away with like a wrap usually because a wrap has very little of it. Best when you eat a sandwich or something like that, you're just canceling out the the nutrition between the buns is getting canceled out by you having to digest part of your own body to deal with the bun part. So once I started understanding that, I was no longer as craving of these foods because you'll notice that they they create their own addiction. So if you were to eat like, if you had a box of Oreos, I like using Oreos because I don't know, for some reason I, I think they're great, but they're probably disgusting. I, I haven't had them in a million years, but if you, if you have some Twinkies, let's just say, I guess if you had a Twinkie a day, you might soon hate Twinkies. It's like every now and then you'll have one. You'll be like, well, yeah, Twinkie. All right. But whatever the point is, any of these things, you're erasing yourself every time you eat them. Okay, so you 
the the only thing that you can really do in life to keep yourself at an even keel because trust me if you keep your blood sugar at an even keel you won't feel depressed ever you'll never have mood swings you'll never be in a bad mood so you know all this all these mental gymnastics about creating bliss through remembering your best moment breathing all that stuff once you start feeling good and even keel and you don't have your blood sugar swinging like radically back and forth, all that comes into line. It becomes very easy to breathe. It becomes very easy to just think of your best memory. It becomes all the stuff that's being taught in the lectures of fallen wisdom are automatic so it's like you don't even have to listen to any more any of the previous lectures. If you're coming to this for the first time, this is the first lecture. Because all the other stuff was in the I was in the choppy waves of swigging blood su- uh, blood sugar, and I was trying to figure out a, I was trying to navigate a way to keep my mind from being completely driven insane by the whole thing. So I had all kinds of plans. I had all kinds of theories about how you should control your mind, stop your thinking, empty your mind. But that, that is what happens once you control your blood sugar. So, and you can do that very easily. You don't need to, to go... Uh, that's and that's enlightenment, by the way. I was like, oh, this enlightenment. What is enlightenment? Enlightenment is just getting, having no more mood swings, <laughs> right? Having an even keel. You wake up and you feel fine. You you do what you need to do. You face everything with happiness, no dread. Just it's. You you face the world as it is, not how you wish it to be, and you're and you have confidence in your ability because you're not having those weird like off color doubts about yourself that come from low blood sugar. You're just not having them. They're just not coming into your head, so you don't have to then force them out with a memory of your best accomplishment or how you when you felt the best. Those are good exercises and. If you're in the choppy world of of swinging blood sugar, I guess they're useful. But once you get your blood sugar under control, you 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 won't feel depressed at all. And people are like, well, isn't that a little boring? You know, like didn't you didn't you get a lot of artistic Grist from all those emotions that you were feeling back and forth. No, they were immobilizing. Both of them, they were good and when they were bad. I did very little art under those conditions because I'm just, you're either paralyzed with extreme bliss, which you seek out through drugs or whatever, like complete thrills. Or you're down in the doldrums and you feel like you just wasted your whole life. So I would swing between those two extremes. And so what's, what's, uh, let's, let's talk about also what another thing that people use to get out of these extremes is stimulants. You know, that coffee you, you drink the coffee in the morning and you feel, okay, I can face the day. Problem is, when you drink coffee, it's the exact same thing as if you eat some sugar. Because all coffee does is stimulate your body's adrenal gland to produce a, sh- to, to produce a sugar-like substance that gets poured into your blood. And then you get the coffee high. Coffee high has to be implemented by sugar in the blood. In fact, every high 
has to be implemented by putting sugar in the blood somehow. That's why when you get like certain brands of uh, certain kinds of marijuana are like, don't get you high. They get you real tired. They get you sleepy. You know, those are the kinds with the indica. They're like, make you tired, but they don't get you high. In order to get you high, you need the sativa. And the sativa can make you paranoid slightly. And that slight paranoia comes from your adrenal glands. And the way that your adrenal gland creates that feeling is for blood <laughs> blood in the, um, I mean, sugar in the blood. Sugar that it, it creates, a special kind of adrenaline sugar. It's interesting that adrenaline, the, the adrenal gland, is like this animal that teamed up with a bunch of other animals. If you look at our organs, they look like a, like a, um, a team of animals that banded together in this body. They look very different from each other. But they're like, hey, you do this part and I'll do this. And they have this agreement. And these organs, they, that's how they work. I don't know why I went to that. But, oh, yes. Well, so the adrenal gland's job is hey, I have a little sack of sugar here of my own making. If there needs to be some energy, let's just say a tiger is in the woods and stalking you and you need to really run for it. So you need an extra boost of energy. Your adrenal gland's there to pour a little sugar into your blood. Good. It's good to have that. But then if you use it, if you just drink a coffee, a coffee is basically telling your adrenal gland that a tiger has come, but there's no tiger. So you get the pep and the energetic step of what the adrenal gland would give you if a tiger was present to face your day at your cubicle. Well, if it's implemented through sugar in the blood, guess what? You're going to be pretty in a pretty bad mood around like one o'clock. That's okay. You're eating lunch now, shoving your face with more sugar in the blood. So then you get to about maybe four and you're really just waiting for the job to be over. If you're, I'm just assuming you're a nine to fiver here, but this is just a typical day for people. And then they're, that's when they really start to just, they either want to drink hard to forget how they feel or they start to dwell on how they feel and they're not too happy. So it's either unhappy or drunk or whatever kind of drugs that get gotten into to deal with this roller coaster ride. You want to get off drugs? You'll never be able to get off drugs unless you get off the swings in your blood sugar because you're going to, you're going to get depressed to the point where you're going to need these drugs and there's just no avoiding it. And if you don't do the drugs and you are low blood sugar, you might murder somebody. Yeah. It's that dangerous and you know it, your body knows it because that's when most people murder other people too is in their own state of low blood sugar. It should be outlawed. I mean, all these foods that create low blood sugar deficits, they should be sold on the street with fucking crack because they create a fucking crack fiend of an emotional type of crack fiendery that people can't recognize. They're going to psychiatrists. They're going to all kinds of fucking people just to learn about this. Oh, it goes back to my parents. I, they didn't treat me. It's like, nah, man. Stop eating fucking donuts in the morning, motherfucker. Has a psychiatrist ever told 
me that? Because if they did, I would put a medal on them because that's the fucking truth. That's the only thing <laughs> that really matters. Is like, what are you putting in your body? Is it swinging your fucking blood sugar? If it is, then you're going to be in a moody motherfucker and you're not going to know why. And you're going to constantly think of reasons. You're going to call yourself clinically depressed, all kinds of names, schizophrenia. And people eventually, after allowing themselves to be unhappy for an extended period of time, they do become insane. That is how insanity develops. Insanity is your, your brain just giving up because you've tortured it to death by forcing it to be non-blissful, by forcing it to be on a roller coaster constantly. So most people go senile after, um, you know, 70 plus years on the blood sugar roller coaster ride. Not only that, but there's a lot of other ravages that sugar in general does to the body. Just put it this way. If, if you took a version of yourself and you gave him a diet of just Oreo cookies, and then you took a version of yourself and you gave them a, a diet of only nutritious food, and you went five years, in five years, you would look like your own son. Whoever ate those Oreos would be the father. And you guys could go around and people would be like, yeah, okay, so you'd look just like your dad. But you'd be the same age. So Oreos are an extreme example, but like there's a lot of food out there that's called food. It's not food. It's a, it's a, it's a racer food. It erases you. It's weird how like a lot of these hugely fat people, you see like they're actually malnutritioned. Their bones are actually weak because they've, they've, they've leached their bones and trying to digest all the carbs and the empty calories that they've been shoving in their mouth. And when somebody has excess fat, it's because they they are they keep creating a sugar deficit by their eating of something starchy that creates a ravenous hunger. The low blood sugar hunger doesn't it, you know whilst sometimes it creates depression. Sometimes it creates hunger. Once the hunger is satisfied, the depression often sets in. And eating is another way of trying to block that and do something about that. Because people do refuse to be unhappy. They just won't let, they won't stand for it. So they'll do whatever it takes. They'll take drugs. They'll eat, you know, they'll just overeat. Because they're they're unhappy, um, so you. It, but it's like it doesn't have to be that way. So all. You, so bottom line, just eat nutri ultra nutritious food. If you if it has more bulk than vitamins, then it's probably not something that you should be partaking in. If it's, you know, you know when something's empty, if it's just like something, you can tell when something's empty because if you eat a bunch of it, you'll be hungry like an hour later. Whereas if you eat stuff that's not empty, you, you're hung, you won't be hungry like for a few hours. And that's just the best measure of it right there. So you'll just know right after you eat something, but it's like, you'll start to understand what it is. It's mostly starchy stuff, French fries, chips, uh, pretzels, these snack foods. There's a huge aisle of them. Just skip that aisle. That aisle is the, that's what makes you mortal. And when you look at the garden of Eden, and you go back to Genesis, 
it's a parable. It's a parable about us going from a blissful hunter-gatherer, wanderer of this earth, completely sustainable. If humans had remained hunter-gatherers on the planet, this planet would be in great shape right now. There'd be no fucking global warming. We would be in a blissful paradise. There wouldn't be an overpopulation problem. When the, over, the overpopulation problem occurred because of farming and a farming of mainly these empty food type grains that we create bread, potatoes, these bulk items that are very inexpensive and very easy to grow. They, you can raise an entire fleet of soldiers on it. They won't last that long, but they'll fight for you. Just give them enough of that bread. Get them addicted to it. But, you you know, there's there's no question that there's something in that Bible that's talking about that, that's saying, look, okay, everything was great. You had complete balance. You didn't have to wear clothes. You didn't even think about it. You were just completely blended into the world, the earth, and everything was cool. But then you decided to start farming the earth, creating mass crops, stationing yourself, stealing land. And maybe that's where the evil started. Knowledge of good and evil. I just look at it as more just like mood swings. Knowledge of good and evil is good when you're feeling good. Evil is when you feel like shit. And you think people are evil. (laughs) By the way, nobody's evil. Everybody's just like fucking asleep or awake. And anybody who's in a negative emotional state because of low low blood sugar is actually asleep. So it's like when you're dealing with them, if somebody, you know, when somebody comes at you negatively and only when you are an even keel blood sugar, can you notice even this, but when someone comes at you negatively, you just have to know that they're basically a sleepwalking person coming at you. Like you can just, all you can do is kind of step away and like not let them hurt themselves or, you know, and you shouldn't try to shake them awake either. It's not your job. It's, it's almost like you just let them pass or let them roll over you, but don't take it personally. I mean, it's a sleepwalker. So it's very easy to take people that way when you're, when your own blood sugar is even keel and you're not experiencing huge swings. So this is just like for your own happiness to not eat these things. But also if you don't eat these things, you'll be in the greatest shape of your life forever. And you'll never age. Aging comes from eating empty calories mainly and then all the different stressors that occur because we do things we're out of control when we're in low blood sugar state sometimes we're just out of control we don't have a handle on we can't even we can't we can come up with all kinds of discipline rules and stuff to do When you're in low blood sugar, you disobey all of them. You disobey them. So there's no way to be a disciplined person while your your, uh, blood sugar is swinging rapidly. Just, it just won't happen. There's only one way to get yourself even keel, and that's a certain diet. So if you want to try to get off these empty calories, I suggest you figure out what is kind of high-protein item 
that you can get your hands on. Uh, you'll need something like that. And and it has you have to figure out a variety of ways to get protein. And you can look this up. Like where can I get protein if you're a vegan? If you you know obviously if you eat meat, you can get it from meat. But you want to make sure that meat isn't tortured meat, because then not only there's 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 elements of anxiety and adrenaline that pump into the meat, and then when your blood feels those things it's like a transfusion and you can get the anxiety of the animal it's very native american (laughs) sometimes you just have to apologize and swear that you're going to fight to end whatever suffering they went through like that's one way of absolving meat of of the torture that brought it to your table It's something to think about because spiritually speaking, it's a very sacred act to take in the flesh of an animal. You're taking a life. So you should respect it. And Native Americans always did that. They always apologized to the animal. And and whatever creator is there, whatever universe is there, and, and the, trust me, it's a woman <laughs> who's watching down, sees that, and 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 gives power to that person that does that because it's like that's respect that's appreciation that's not just i take i want that's some, you know you have to be attractive to the goddess for the goddess to put favor on you so So you try you try to be good, and being good involves doing all these little things. For example, um, well, I don't even have to talk about being good anymore. It doesn't matter. You will be good. Get your blood sugar under control. You'll be good. You'll never get mad. You'll never fly off the handle. You'll be the rock. That everybody needs. Now, it's going to be tough to try to preach this to other people because it's so simple. It's like, okay, yeah, just don't eat empty food, okay? Just. But I knew that. I mean, I why am I now just coming to this right now? Like, cause I've been, I would eat empty food too. I knew that it was bad to eat. I didn't really connect it with my emotions though. And I didn't start to understand that I was, I was starting to medicate my emotions with that food. And that's tremendously dangerous Especially if you're swinging all over the place, that's a recipe for becoming fat. Very fat. And I talked about it in an earlier show, like you'll not you, you kind of notice when you're getting fat, but you 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 try to talk yourself out of it. You know, you'll look in the mirror and you're like, No, I'm not fat. But like the fact that you're questioning it, it's like, oh well you're anorexic. It's like, no, dude. Like, you know when you're getting fat and you know when you're skinny and you know when you're in good shape and you and you can talk yourself out of it all day long and you can kind of feel your stomach. And you're like, it doesn't feel fat, but you don't notice it. Before you know it, you are fat. Because your body grows three-dimensionally. So in the mirror, it might look like, oh, my waist is still this wide. You don't know how much you've grown the other the other way. So before you know it, you're, you know, you're a slim guy who's like wide the other way, you know, because <laughs> you've just been looking at that as a measure. And it's weird because your, your clothes, they'll just kind of stretch with you. 
So that's not really an indication. It's like my clothes still fit. It's like, well, you've slowly stretched them. So remember, you can get fat, okay? I mean, you can get fat before you even know it. And it's impossible to stay in decent shape while while you're allowing your blood sugar to swing back and forth. And anytime you're going to eat like a stack of pancakes or shit, a a bunch of pizza, shit, a bowl of fucking oatmeal. Sorry to say, guys, even that is like, you're just asking for it. You're asking for another round of it. You're asking for an encore. Maybe you want to go out and get another stack of pancakes. I've done that. I was a total junkie when it came to that stuff. And I I, I was just like, fuck it. Who cares? What's the big deal? But then, hey, man, start getting really fat. And, and ugly. Ugly to the goddess. The goddess is who we're trying to please, right? She's that hot chick that you've always wanted. She's looking at you. What are you showing her? You know, you want to be, you want to improve like that? Get off the, 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 now why is it that these empty foods, these foods with no vitamins swing your blood sugar? I'm not sure. I'm not like a biological scientist. I just know it's true. And I, while I could be calling it blood sugar or whatever I want to call it, it's, there's something that has to do. And it makes sense that food that is not complete in its nutrient would actually um, leach you of your own vitamins and in order to, if for some reason it is, it gets converted to sugar so quickly, that's what it is, is that your body treats it like sugar. So whenever your body takes something in that has no nutrients, it's just like eating a spoonful of sugar. And what your body does with that sugar is either uses it immediately for energy or stores it as fat. And you can't keep up with the amount of sugar you put in to the amount of energy you're expending. Because like in order, for example, to run off a Snickers bar, you'd have to run like a fucking marathon. So... It, you can't keep up exercise wise, so you're just gonna it's gonna become a, a little piece of fat on you very quickly. Um, basically, the exact size of the Snickers bar will will start to grow on you. A piece of fat, and that's what your your body just burns through it. And 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 once that body burns through it it's very quick to feel hunger again when it has nutrients to deal with it sends those nutrients down into the intestines and the intestines absorbs the nutrients nothing gets really gets sent down into the intestines with these sugar items these starchy items they're just turned into sugar and sent into the blood. So the swing is is the culprit here. And there's only one way to arrest the swing is just to be on you can look it up. It's called the Candida diet. And it's a diet that people who have a problem with fungal overgrowth fungus feeds on sugar and once you have a problem in this area and a lot of women know about this it's a yeast infection but guys get it too 
they get so fucked up with this thing that they have to do go on this really strict diet where they don't eat anything that feeds the yeast inside of them. So they have to cut out anything that had that converts quickly to sugar from their from their diet. So if you really want to get an idea of like what you should and shouldn't eat, this what's called the strict candida diet uh, is really the only way to completely arrest the blood sugar uh, swing. And that diet essentially follows a anagram called MEV, which is meat, eggs, vegetables, and yogurt. So essentially, that's all you can have. And by vegetables, non-starchy vegetables, no potatoes. So you can eat whatever kind of meats, except for pork. Um, probably because pork, because pigs are probably like almost as intelligent as dolphins, maybe more. And it's, there's some kind of cosmic sin in eating that (laughs) because that's the only thing I can think of, but there's a lot of, um, religions that are against pork for their own reasons, but a lot of, um, scientists, believe that it interferes with the gut production of it, it interferes with gut microbes and it's not good if you're trying to heal from this particular condition. So they rule out pork, but I would say it's okay to eat pork unless you have a true candida issue. But the candida diet is just good even if you don't have the issue. Because it will make sure that your blood sugar never swings. Because the swinging blood sugar is actually what feeds this candida. It's called candida albicans. And you can look that up too. It's a it's a condition. Like a lot of people suffer from it. But they go on this special diet and it eradicates it. And now people are like, well, I could, should I never eat any sweets? Sugar? Can I have a cookie now and then? <laughs> I... Okay, but your emotions are going to pay for it. Okay? Your emotions are going to pay for it. So you're going to have a little bit of a dip or a swing or a moment of depression. And if you put yourself through that over and over again, you age yourself. So how much do you want to age? People are like, well, I'll just dessert after I eat. Is that cool? It's like every night? You, you, you're going to wake up next morning famished, low blood sugar, thinking about all the problems, thinking about what you didn't get done yesterday, thinking about why you're a failure. You wake up, you put on the shower, you drink your coffee, and suddenly you feel, okay, all right, all right. And then, you know, that's you go back on the cycle, you eat your muffin, you feel a little dip, then you you just become a junkie for the sugar. And if you're eating it every day at a certain time, like as a reward for eating your good food, well, guess what? That reward cuts the nutrition value of the food you just ate down to about a quarter because all the nutrients you took in, the thing you eat after, that dessert, stole a bunch. Stole a lot. The majority, actually. And there's no guarantee that those nutrients come right back. It's not like a a great even trade. Adding nutrients to your body is much harder than taking them away. And taking them away is much worse to your body than putting new nutrients in. It's like, yeah, I can be constructing a building on one side and knocking it down on the other. Like, it's just, 
it's not good. Okay. So yes, I would say once you realize like I did that these things, it's like, do you want to be happy or you want a fucking cookie? Cause those are your choices. Like you really can't have both. I know it sounds extremist. It's like, of course I can. I can have a cookie now and then I'm still fine. Okay. But if you notice any kind of negative emotions or anything like that, and you're not even keel, and you're a little angry, or you fly off the handle, or anything that you can't control, that you're not like, if you're not in a state of bliss, then you then time to cut out the cookie. <laughs> time to cut out whatever it is that's swinging that blood. So anyway, that's the deal. And and then everything follows. The breathing, the um the calm. You can you can put on the good memories, but you don't really have to. Your mind is kind of empty, ready for whatever. A sponge learning in the moment. You want to be present. These mood swings that come from sugar, excess sugar or excess empty calories, these mood swings are, you're wasting your life in them. You're, you're just eternally distracted by them. You're eternally trying to assign any kind of meaning to them. You become a, a, a friend of your own suffering. And you, you start to accept your lot like some hopeless prisoner. Well, you're not. You're not a prisoner, man. You can break right out of this prison. Just keep your blood sugar even. Just do it for a few days. Go look it up, the Candida diet. Just do it for a week. Yeah, you'll be cursing it because, like, you'll want to eat certain things and you can't. But see, just check how you feel after a few days. Check how much more even you are, how much all that those guilt feelings or horrible emotions that you were experiencing before are just gone. Anyway, that's something to try, especially if you're in the choppy waters. But this is Lectures of Fallen Wisdom, and I will be back soon, and Logan Story will be back, installment in the next one here. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening. Peace.